Welcome to Halo Drop. I'm your host, Vishal Gurbakshani. I'm joined by Sneel Verma and Krishna Subramanian. We're going to talk about what makes things exciting in India and how we can bring that in cross-border to America. Sneel, do you want, do you want to kick us off to what's, what's on your mind these days? One thing that always is in the back of my mind is, you know, how do you prepare for and, you know, think about uh, death and what you leave behind your legacy and all those things in a way that is helpful to the families, um, to your loved ones, your friends. And I think that's something that's been coming up more and more. So, you know, folks kind of tend to, you know, veer towards that thought process. But I think one of the things is we don't, as a society, we don't talk about it enough. Uh, we don't think about it enough and we kind of uh, stumble upon it when it's thrown upon us. So it could be a family member going through a difficult time and unexpectedly leaving. Well, how do you kind of deal with that? How do you get your mind out of you know having Swiss cheese brain and be able to make the decisions that you need to, to help move on both uh, your loved ones and just logistically Death is fairly a logistical process. There's a lot of things that you need to do. You need to file death certificates. You need to make funeral arrangements. You have to do a lot of things uh, when, you know, when someone passes. And I think that's been one of the things that is a little bit, um, even throughout the year, has been something that has been top of mind for me. I guess, what are the nuances in terms of the logistics that are different between, say, you know, planning for that in India versus versus here? Like, I guess, what do folks in America take for granted? Or vice versa. Let's just start with the logistics. There's lots and lots of different rituals and processes that folks need to go through. And I think now, even with the time, you know, given that we're living in this time of COVID, um, you actually cannot do those things. You can't have your full rituals. You can't have the full kinds of celebration of life that you may normally have. And so you are pushed towards doing a Zoom celebration of life or you're pushed towards literally on the phone and that's it. And you're grieving with your loved ones over the phone. I think one of the things um, that folks also don't realize is when, uh, you know, especially in India, there's quite a bit of ritual that happens, right? Depending on the different religion, um, you need to have access to different kinds of priests or Gurujis or, you know, openings at the cremation grounds. I mean, those things get very, very tough. And right now, you know, unfortunately, I've had, you know, family members pass in India with COVID and or, you know, friends of the family. And it's been uh, really interesting to see how, uh, one, the government as well as society as a whole doesn't allow you to perform the rituals that you need to do. And, you know, how other folks are kind of going about it, but it's almost like the grieving process is left amongst one person, right? Like it's just left amongst you. You no longer have the social support structure that you need to actually get, um, get that grieving process, you know, through and to help you through it. Um, here in the U S this has been a very similar situation, right? Somebody passes away because of COVID, you have a closed casket. You're not allowed to see the body. You're not allowed to, you know, go straight to cremation. Um, there are things that, you know, folks are doing right now that again, make it very hard to be able to grieve. And if you have someone that's, you know, if you're a close knit family, it's very hard to actually get past that stage. And it, it kind of lingers and makes it, uh, makes it tough for folks to, be able to get through through things. So I, I guess in, in that world, then what should people do? Do folks have to just reset their expectations or should they be thinking about 
putting themselves at risk to do the ritual? I guess, how do people balance between those two things that are conflicting? Well, I mean, if there are restrictions, both government and social restrictions that aren't allowing, you know, folks to kind of pass through that, I think folks have to come up with new ways. One thing I've seen is the celebration of the virtual celebration of life. And, you know, folks have come up with really creative ways. It could be, you know, getting pictures, um, having slideshows, you know, being able to have like a very similar kind of uh, feral type of experience, but having it in a virtual environment, uh, being able to, you know, provide, you know, therapy and social support to folks that have lost loved ones. I think those sorts of things are definitely giving people a leg up when dealing with something like this right now. But I think going forward, I think also a lot of these virtual items are going to stay with us because it's going to give us an opportunity to have other outlets outside of just a quote unquote funeral or a quote unquote, you know, one ritual that sort of happens. And it gives you an opportunity to not only uh, memorialize, but, you know, celebrate that individual as, you know, as time goes on. Something that's kind of kind of interesting, you talk about all the the rituals and processes that people have to to follow when 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 someone passes, right? And perhaps you help take that burden off by planning ahead for them. But it, it's sort of like interesting to think about. Well, knowing that everyone's going to be grieving, could you preset therapy sessions, or could you preset celebration sessions, right? Um, so I don't know. Maybe it's like there's a uh, weekly therapy sessions uh, with family members for the first couple months. And then on the third month, there's like some sort of celebration. And, and just like, how do you, how do you help someone get back over that, that situation? I think that's a great idea. And I, and I know there's a couple of here in the U S there's a couple of uh, services like that, right. Where you can schedule emails to go out on a set time period. So once a quarter or on an anniversary or on a birthday, and you can schedule them uh, for a lot, a lot of months or days or, you know, folks have folks have done this actually for a very long time where someone will write 18 birthday cards for a loved one and up to their 18th birthday. And, you know, they'll just, leave it and it gets mailed to them or they leave it with a, a relative or someone that can deliver it in, in regular duration. So I think that would be something that folks would like a lot. I believe there was also a Black Mirror episode of this as well, where basically they could, you know, they download your whole the brain connectome and they try to actually replicate how you would, um, how you would talk back. So if, you know, Vishal wanted to text me when I was, you know, I just wanted some, some advice you know, the AI and ML would basically take all of our text messages from from previously and, and basically come up with a response that, that would be very Sunil-like and he could get a response from the grave about a very up-to-date kind of issue that he was dealing with. I think that's something that, you know, we're pretty close to, right? I don't think it's that uh, that hard. If we actually go back and look through our text messages, I'm sure 80% of them have very similar responses. I feel like we, you know, we could get there pretty quickly. No, for sure. And I think the one thing that you reminded me as well is... Um friends who had a recent death in their family, they basically said they wish there was a service that helped you realize and helped you feel what happens when that person dies. So it's almost kind of like it puts you in that situation in that mindset before the person passes so that you realize like what's about to happen. So it's kind of like a, uh, it's almost a situation where like, it, it's almost like role-playing where everyone basically comes to you and they actually pretend that it's actually happened. And this person felt that if that he that service existed, he would have had a more appreciation for the things that, you know, would have happened before that. So that was, that was also a pretty interesting idea. Well, one thing that 
I know some folks are dabbling with is, you know, experimenting with large doses of uh, psilocybin and uh, MDA and other, you know, psychedelics. And you can have that shared experience with folks as they are passing. Um, I think that's something that as there's more and more, you know, understanding of these drugs and um, these treatments, folks are going to be, I think, a little bit more open to these things. That's awesome. Still, thank you for that. So Sunil, now is now is the exciting part of our of our of our macro trends. We're now going to go into some companies that you liked when dealing with death. Yeah, so um, you know I'm going to talk a little bit about the modernization of death care. Uh, death care is small and traditional, kind of worldwide. There's roughly 22,500 funeral homes and 10,000 cemeteries that process 2.8 million deaths in the U.S. alone. I think when you look at sort of centers of death in India, you know, folks think about Varanasi or the Ganges or, or, or whatnot, but really um, startups across the globe are trying to attract venture capital and seed capital in the death care space. I think maybe many of our listeners may not know, but there is a, you know, Costco or, you know, similar to a large Walmart superstore, they sell coffins here in the U.S., which is pretty exciting. So, you know, I think when we think about some of the trends I think over the last few years, you know, there's been over a couple hundred million dollars raised in this space. And today I want to talk about a few of them that are based in India. So I will start with Moksha Shill, which was founded in 2015. They've uh, performed over 1,600 cremations since its inception. And basically they provide a range of services, including you know, giving you sort of steps, um, how to actually facilitate a way for families to grieve, as well as finding a place for all the funeral needs for various religions and traditions, which, you know, India is a very robust area when it comes to, you know, different traditions. They could be local, they could be, um, you know, religious and whatnot. So um, it's a great app. Um, highly recommend uh, folks downloading and checking it out. Another really cool, uh, again, founded around uh, 2015 is how do you, you know, death comes at any time. So, you know, sometimes you're not well prepared. How do you actually get the emergency services you need and the help um, in a 24-7 kind of way? And there's a company called Anthiesti. They're in a lot of tier one cities right now. And uh, basically they help you plan a funeral from start to finish right from the get-go. Uh, for those of you that know the Indian market, one of the big things that, you know, helps guide religion are Gurujis. Uh, Gurujis are priests or uh, local individuals who kind of know the rights of your, you know, sort of neighborhood or your religion and whatnot. And uh, they, this app was called Guruji On Demand. They released in 2019. They've already had um, a couple thousand downloads. And basically in India, one of the big things is, you know, here in the U.S., we can go to an office, um, you know, file the death certificate, and it, it's a fairly sort of streamlined process. In India, things do get um, pretty complex sometimes, uh, depending on if they have bank accounts open or whatnot. But basically what uh, Guruji On Demand does, it helps you not only get the death certificate, you know, help transport the body, um, you know, help get you priests or other materials that you need for the last rites, but it is a one-stop solution. So I think that is something that I think folks are trying to figure out how, you know, again, given a time when you're grieving, your brain is with cheese, how do you really help out? Um, another really interesting, almost like a, let's call it a uh, birch box for last rites is a company called uh, Sarva Puja, which started in 2017. And basically it's an on-demand final rights kit. 
So, you know, if you need a, you know, a coffin or if you need all your final rites of your, you know, wood for, for the funeral pyre, you need the bamboo stretcher, you know, like the, the white sheets, uh, they have everything you need. And, you know, as morbid as this, uh, as this seems, you know, like being able to collect all these items quickly and have it delivered to you is really important. Because, you know, when you're in, um, again, when you're in a uh, grieving situation, you know, you have a list of like 25, uh, 30 items that you need to get. You don't know where to get them all from. And having one-stop shop is very helpful. So that is Sarva Puja. So, you know, that, that was actually super awesome. I, I've never heard of them before, so I'm super excited to hear more. Which one would you pick? What's your What's your vote? I really like uh, Guruji On Demand. Um, you know, it is a very tough situation and there are a lot of moving pieces and so you know my vote would go for uh for god sweet now it's the best part everyone gives us the tip of what keeps everyone up at night and it can't be the everything babel i can start with one tip there's this website highly recommend you guys check it out it's called replica it's really it's, it's hilarious if you guys ever gone to it go to replica r-e-p-l-i-k-a dot a-i and uh, it's a team from the from Kiev, and basically they use um, artificial intelligence to create a friend for you. And um, if you follow this thing, it is uh, highly recommend you go to the Facebook group. I spent some time on it. I was shocked to see how many people think these these friends are real. Like there are people having relationships. There are friends. Like they literally can just message them. And this feature is kind of essentially like you know essentially you have a robot AI counselor, and it's a, it's a it's a pretty crazy thing. And I. I was just, uh, I, I was reading about it and I didn't realize that I was just wanting to know what it is, but it is, but what would made me really impressed is the community that's so evangelical for, for these things. And I definitely feel like that is going to be the future and you can design your own little friend. So replica.ai. Uh, something that uh, Vishal, you, you sent over, this might've been a couple of years ago or so. I'm an early adopter, right? It just takes me a couple of years later to, to figure out, oh, this is like awesome. So um I figured out it was awesome because uh, the MBA started using it. Um, so the aura ring, I've been wearing it every night. I think it's pretty exciting to just see a, a few things. One is uh, it's this ring connected to an app measures your heart rate, measures your uh, change in body temperature, and then measures your sleep pattern. So it's, it's pretty cool. I think the two things I like the most are, are being able to see what your relative body temperature is and how it goes up and down. And, um, it's supposed to be a predictor of if your body's getting sick and then just looking at your, your heart rate, your resting heart rate, uh, which is kind of interesting because it'll, it'll give you little tips like, Hey, did you, uh, did you eat late or did you, you know, have a drink or, or something? Cause it took a while, a, a lot longer for your heart rate to go down. So suggested by Vishal and the MBA or O U R a available internationally. Sweet. Mine is also something that uh, Vishal has kind of brought to brought to life. It's, I've been using it quite a bit these days. There are a lot of generic versions of it out there, but basically it's a tripod for your phone that you can slip into your wallet. And um, given all the number of Zoom calls that we do these days and FaceTime calls and just the virtual environment we live in, that has become literally my go-to for everything. And I right now, my monitor is set up on this little tripod. I'm, I'm dialing with my phone and it's amazing. It's uh, if I didn't have it, you know, I don't know what I would do. I'd have to, I'd be without one hand because I would have to hold my phone up. So anyone that can get a, a credit card sized iPod for your phone, I, I highly recommend it. There's one, uh, you know, on Amazon called the universal adjustable 
portable foldable card type rotatable mobile phone holder. And, and, and that's the one I'm using right now. So it's great. Sweet. Hey, it's Krishna. Thanks for listening to Halo Drop. If you got value from this episode, please share it with someone that you think would also enjoy it. For more information, visit our website at halodrop.fm. Mm-hmm.